It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. It's Tuesday evening. Good to be with you on CrossPolitik on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. I'm the water boy. We got Shamika coming on, and we That's haven't right. done 20 questions in a long time. That's right. We'll get there. Excited to have Shamika on. The first on. lady of the fearless army. <laughs> oh. But before that, let's stop and take a moment to talk about Fight Laugh Feast Club membership by joining the Fight Laugh Feast Army. Not only will we be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, mm. we also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Mm. Lastly, you also always get discounts at all our conferences. So run over right now to fightlaughfeast.com with your fingers over yeah, to the website. Thumb, make your thumbs run. Yes, and join the club today. We are very grateful to have with us Shamika Michelle. Is that right? I mean, yeah. Michelle, okay. Uh, CEO yeah. of At The Naked Girls. <laughs> Author, contributor for Fearless with Whitlock. Oh, that's Jason Whitlock. I know Jason. At Blaze. Yeah, this, this, we had him this, live on the show. This, bio, this is right from her Twitter this handle. This is just yeah. full of at this, at this, at this. You got to learn to speak Twitter. I she, guess. She's doing a lot. Co-host of podcast CTB3. Is that something cool? Commentator, Sky News, Ost. Australia. <laughs> Newsmax. Good night, Fox mate. News and life coach, Shamika. I'm so sorry for botching your bio, but thank you for joining us on Cross Politics. <laughs> 
You're welcome. CTB stands for cut the bull. Oh. Next time I just need to send it to you all so you don't have to read it from Twitter. Yeah. But you know what, Shamika? We firing that producer right now. <laughs> we that, yeah. that producer don't work here no more ever since then. They're doing walk of shame right now. Yeah. Walk of shame right now. <laughs> all right, Shamika. Yep. So we're going to play one of my favorite games. It's called 20-ish questions because we don't always get to 20 and sometimes the list might actually go over 20 so 20 ish questions with shamika michelle this is what's going to happen you're going to hear a sound something like this hit me, hit him, hit him, Fred, hit him. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. and then uh <laughs> pastor toby myself or gabe will ask you one of the 20 ish questions that we have you will answer it somewhere between 90 seconds and a minute, something like that, if you're pithy. And then after you're done, you'll hear something like this. I feel good. And then we'll have another question. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> are, are you nervous? Yes. <laughs> Go. Do it. Uh. Miss Shamika, you're going for a jog. What music do you put on to jam to? So it depends on what neighborhood I'm in. If I'm going in my neighborhood, I'll probably play something like upbeat. I don't know, Gap Band or something. If I'm going in the neighborhood I grew up in, probably Ghetto Boys. Okay. I'm going to need to be a little tougher, you know, over there. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Uh, they wouldn't let me write this question down, so I'm going to ask it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who is Shamika? Who is Shamika? Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Oh, that was it. I thought you was going to finish that. No, Who no, that, that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Thank you, Shamika. That, that's why we told him, don't Not ask to that question. question. Right, okay. But I'm curious. Shamika, so yeah. I am just, I'm a mother of three, but okay. I'm an open, honest, emotionally exposed woman mm. who likes to speak her mind, who likes to tell it like it is, and who loves people. So I think in a short answer, that's who Shamika is. Oh, mm. that was helpful. Fred, <laughs> come on. Are you happy now? Stop yes. Not a, no more. <laughs> All right. Shamika. What is your carry gun? Mm. A nine. Mm. Which nine? I don't even know the name of it. It's purple, and that's what I got it for. Purple. You wouldn't have purple is my favorite color, so it's purple rain. Okay, but, but it, how do you hold it? Just just so I know. You know, how do you how hold, do I hold it? Yeah, how do you hold it? I put it in my yeah. purse if need, I'm going somewhere. I need to double okay. check on that one. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest, if it's a small purse, sometimes it's pointing up. But I've always done that since college. As as a life coach. What advice would you give Paul Pelosi today? <laughs> Ooh, as a life coach, I would probably tell him. Divorce her. Use Vaseline? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean. <laughs> you know, it's not my thing, but if that's what he's into, mm. he, he wants to make it easy and safe. <laughs> Man, what was trending on Twitter yesterday about the whole Pelosi thing was 
Wow. Mm, wow. I, I was working on that. I don't even know. Yeah. All right. Is it me? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Have you canceled all of your um, Kanye shoes or are you still rocking Kanye? Okay, first of all, I never had Kanye shoes. Okay. Because while I like him as a person, to me, those shoes were just ugly. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's not my thing. But I I don't like what's happening with him. So he's still... I'm pro Kanye, but just not his clothing. So, so if <laughs> if you liked his shoes, you would have you would rock them. Yes, if I liked them, okay. I would. Okay, mm, here right. we go. All right. uh, what's your favorite book and why? Mine. Yes, ma'am. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really isn't. <laughs> My favorite book is The Alchemist because I felt like it just really spoke to me at a time when I needed to make a change in my life. And I feel like it encouraged me to do that, to know that I could go after something big and the little things that I was doing would still be here if it didn't work out. Have you read C.S. Lewis, That Hideous Strength? No. Oh, okay. There we go. Mm. There we go. Mm. You and you and not. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, Hard knock live. I mean, yeah. you got, is uh-huh. it me? Am I up? Sure, why not? Okay, I want to. I want to. You guys get ready. Get the clip ready. I want to play the Jamal Bryant clip. All right. Um, Jamal Bryant says we don't need a walker. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do. Telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker. We need a runner. We need somebody who going to run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who going to run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who going to run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast unmovable always abounding knowing that your labor is not in vain georgia i need you to know the slave negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more we can think for ourselves function for ourselves and vote for ourselves why because we don't need a walker if you had a chance to sit down with jamal bryan and respond to him I would say that I think he is partially, uh, well, no, he's wrong because (laughs) what I think he's really saying, though, is he doesn't just need a walker. He needs a crib, a pack and play, uh, a stroller for all of these babies that he keep having out of wedlock. (laughs) So he doesn't just need a walker. He Mm. needs all of the other things that these (laughs) illegitimate children. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you just got us canceled. Uh, uh, Man. Okay. <laughs> are you ready for the? I, I'm oh, just moving on. Yeah, just I'm go. On. Next, Shamika, are you a Christian? And and if so, what does that mean? I do not identify as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't have a problem when other people say that about me, but I don't identify as a Christian. A lot of Christians that I know, in my uh, opinion, are pretentious, and I just don't want to be named among them. But I do follow what would be considered Christian values. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be associated with people like Chocolate Knox. He's he's pretentious. Right? Right? Or people like Jamal Bryant. Oh, actually, oh. you know what, sis? Thank you. Bars. Fair Come on. Up and down. I'm taking this one. Shamika, okay. why is abortion so prevalent inside of the black community? I think a lot of times we follow what white people say is good for us. And so I think that things that we didn't used to do. I know my great grandmother had nine children. I've heard people say I have 10 children or 14 children. Once white women started saying that this is what black women needed to do, black women got on board, just like when white women started saying they needed to come from under the thumb of their husbands. Black people jumped on board, although black men have never been in positions of power for them to come from under the thumb of a black man. So I just think a lot of times black women just fall in line and follow along with something um, a liberal white woman is telling them is good for them. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Bars. Aye, aye, aye. So I got this one. Okay. Right. So, I mean, with that answer in mind, Trump or DeSantis? <laughs> Ooh. That's a hard one for me because I think Trump is a wartime president and we're in a war spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's really how I feel. But I also think that there's so many people that are against him simply because they're caught up in the whole whether or not he likes them that DeSantis may be easier to put in office. But if Trump gets the nomination, I would definitely go very hard for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you go for Trump. If you had your choice, though, what who would you want? If I had my choice without it being hard, Trump. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. So um, are you a Christian nationalist? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure people would call me that. Why? Because I love my country and I do believe that it should be, you know, three of the things we should focus on is God, family and country. So I do think I would fall into that, um, according to some of the people, especially on the left. They also call me a right wing or radical right or whatever. Like hate, so Hateful, hateful. They'd call you hateful. hateful. Yeah. Uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. A, um, Why are you I'm so hateful? White supremacist. Uh-huh. Right, you know? right, 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 right. <laughs> so, is is yeah. there anything about Christian nationalism that you don't want to be associated with? I don't think I see some of the negative things that people talk about. So, no, not off the top of my head. There's not something that I wouldn't want to be associated with. All right. Mm, this okay. one's mine. Uh, oh. Okay, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, I got Wait this Wait your one. turn. Wait your right. turn. I'm, this is mine. If Elon Musk hired Shamika Michelle to run Twitter, okay. what would be the first three things that you would do when you took control, Shamika? I would ban Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Simply because I, I just think yes. she should have been canceled right when Bill canceled her uh, after Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> and I would do something with the algorithms so black Twitter couldn't trend. And 
I would probably also get rid of LeBron James. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I gotta go. Why do you why do you not want black Twitter to trend? And they get on my nerves. I mean, just because some of the stuff they talk about is just foolishness. Now, I can say there are times when I'm like, ooh, what is Black Twitter saying about this? You know, maybe something I watched or something that I know is just going to be talked about within the Black community. Mm -hmm. But at other times, my gosh, it's just so foolish that I just wish I could disband it. <laughs> wow. I got I got follow up. I got follow up. You got follow up. We need it so power. We got and it so Okay, wh- why not? I mean, Elon is compared um uh, in in power um compared to do, comparatively to the presidency. So if you were president for a day because it's probably as long as it last, uh what were the, you know, three moves you would make as president? As president, I would probably do something to make sure I would have a lot of money for the rest of my life and be able to pass it down to my children. <laughs> Servant leadership. Right. I am going to take care of myself first. And and then I would probably do something for the people that are in prison uh, unfairly or maybe serving sentences that are just ridiculous. I would do something to get them out. And what else would I do if I was the president? Uh, global warming. Global warming. Fix global warming. Absolutely yeah. not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be on the list at all. Uh, I got to ask you about the, your second when you said you would um, worry about the prison system. You know, I think most conservatives, when they hear stuff about the prison system, they think that that's a liberal talking point or they think that that's very liberal minded. Could you kind of work through why it's not and why it's important? Because I don't think that. It took COVID before a lot of people started waking up and saying, we might have some issues with our judicial system <laughs> and our police department because the people that we love are starting to arrest us now. Could you kind of break down maybe the prison system and why that's important to you? Well, it's important to me because I celebrated my uh, one year wedding anniversary uh visiting my husband in prison. Mm. And so uh, at, at 16, he was actually given six years. Um, and I just don't think sometimes the sentences that go out are meant to actually rehabilitate. Uh, thankfully, I feel like he did. And I know so many people who have been rehabilitated but I think a lot of times the sentences are kind of just to, to do away with people and they aren't always helpful. So I would do something to kind of reform the system so that the actual punishment matches the crime. And then perhaps that while you're there, you're actually put in a position so that when you come out, you can be a productive citizen opposed to. You know, a lot of people won't hire you because you have to put it on your job application. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's just a lot of things I've seen people get in trouble for. For one, like my cousin, his mother was in uh, jail and he was like 15 and she was in jail because she continuously would drink and drive or whatever. He was home alone. He got with the bad, a, a bad set of people. He robbed somebody for, for a camera and had to do three years. And so when he came out mm-hmm. as um, an 18-year-old, it was just like life was really hard. So I would just mm-hmm. do something different. I don't necessarily know exactly what it is, but I would want something in place just so it would be um, 
you know, something better to rehabilitate. So we, you know, we at CrossPolitik believe the prison system is like global warming. It shouldn't exist. (laughs) Right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, mean, the, 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 I mean, talk about your cousin robbing somebody for a camera. I mean, obviously that's wrong, but in biblical justice, what you're supposed to do is pay restitution. Mm -hmm. You just pay, you pay back the damage plus, plus Mm -hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, uh, you, what would you have would have done to someone else would be done to you. So maybe the same value would be doubled and that's it. And you'd be done. Yeah. Not, I mean, sitting in a cell for three years doesn't fix anything. Nope. Doesn't restore and, anything. And There's me- no restitution. And meanwhile, yeah. a whole bunch of other people are paying for that. Yeah. And, right. and it doesn't make them better. Mm. Man. Right. I don't know how we can talk about that. There you go. Global mm-hmm. warming in the prison system. Mm. You heard it here. Come on. It's my turn. Okay. Yeah. I, I decided. I'm the pastor here. You declared. I'm the pastor here. Um, and um, so I want to know what's your favorite Bible passage and why? My favorite, um, I don't know. Maybe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, that may be my. I have a lot of favorites, to be honest. I don't I, really have cool. one specific one that I lean on all the time but i do like that one why it just makes me feel like i can accomplish whatever i put my mind to um and i can be strong at all times because christ is strong at all times so mm-hmm. i just think that it makes me feel like i can be a um an overcomer mm-hmm. i can actually achieve i can be the head and not the tail like i don't have to just lay and waddle in this oppression narrative that they try to push on people, period. Right. You know, um, so I think that's just one of my favorites. Like if 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 ever I'm feeling down yeah. or feeling like I can't do something, that says that I can. Mm. Appreciate that. Here we go. I got it. Hit him. I got it. Oh, I got it. Hit him. Yep. Uh, uh. Hey. So hey. It keeps going. It keeps going. going. Yeah, I'm like, "Ah, all right. (laughs) Where do I start? Who is your favorite contributor for Fearless, and why is it Knox? I didn't write that one. Yes, I did. Why is it Knox? Okay, (laughs) it's him because he's so fiery. I love the fact that he's so passionate and um. Tearing up over there? No, I'm good. I'm not. uh, I'm not opposed to him being my favorite. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know this, co- this question started where it's like, she's like <laughs> what is your cash app because I'm going to send you an offering for that one that was just thank you, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh, let's talk about election stuff if this election gives us a red wave like we think is going to happen do you think the Republicans are going to fail us or do you think that they're going or, and it might be not in the same way that the Democrats are but where do you think the Republicans are going to fail us at yeah, let's just say that I just think they're weak and I think they easily let off the gas. You know, I don't think that we should always be uh, playing defense. Like sometimes we need to go on the offense and they should be trying to keep up with us opposed to us trying to keep up with what they have going on. Some of these things that we've seen coming down the pike have been coming for a very long time. So I can remember years ago saying something about why are we talking about whether or not a kindergartner should be called he or she or what's their gender. Like this was years ago and people said I was crazy when I had put out a video about 
they're teaching little boys they can have periods. People thought mm. I was crazy. Oh, that's not happening in America. But some of these things have been happening for a long time. Go back and look at the boys in their skinny jeans, hugged mm. up with each other in pictures with their lips looking glossier than mine. Like some of these things have been happening for a long time. Mm. And if people had been paying attention and been on the offense, we wouldn't be sitting here now behind the eight ball trying to figure out why are they teaching this in our schools? They're teaching it in our schools because we turned a blind eye to it for so long. We sat around thinking oh no not us not america not christians not whatever and now look at us trying to catch up so i think that republicans will mess it up because they're just weak a lot mm. of times very weak you're talking about the well gospel coalition <laughs> <laughs> tight, tight jeans and glasses that's right wait, 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 but i want to ask for you said we should go on the offensive. We should be making them respond to us rather than us always respond to them. What's on the top of your list? If if yeah, if good. they would listen to you, what would you have them do to go on the offensive? Um, repeal the nineteenth amendment. <laughs> what? what? Oh, you got to walk that one out. Uh -oh. yes. uh -oh. You got to walk that yeah. one out. Okay, give it to me. You got the floor. Five minutes. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> okay. I just feel like women, a lot of times, are just irrational and overly emotional. And it just seems like right now, women are trying to water everything down and make everybody soft. And if if they if they are not going to repeal it and keep giving us the ability to vote, then I think men have to definitely stand up and shut some of this foolishness down. You know, when women try to say as if they aren't, they haven't been given rights, like that sounds foolishness to me from the very beginning because had men not voted for you to be able to have the right to vote, you wouldn't have it. Men had to come in line and, and get on the bandwagon and help push this in order for it to even be a thing. So for women to walk around here as if they did it themselves, when they didn't even have the right or weren't in positions to do it, it's just a lie. Men have have given you this space to be oppressed, as you call it, um, and been very um, kind. And so I just think that these men now uh, looking at what has happened, got to stand up and just say, wait a minute, look now, if you're going to vote, OK, but some of this stuff y'all doing you're going too far. You're making little wusses, little sissies. You want everything to be solved. It's not going to be a utopia. Just sit down. We're not going to all get along. We've had wars from the very beginning. This is what men do. They throw them hands. If things ain't going the right way, you know, we, we've had wars for a long time. And so I just think this idea that we're going to live in this peaceful candy land is just not true. And I think that only women push that belief and, mm. and they've just watered down men so much that I don't even know if the men notice they've been neutered. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. Let that hang. Let that hang. I, I saw the edits in your yep. head. <laughs> she totally. She's like, I'm on a Christian show. <laughs> Edit. Oh, I got man. this. So, uh, Shamika, Toby uh, brought this book to me, The Feminization of America.
by Ann Douglas, and it's just blowing my mind kind of read through it. And one of the things that she points out is that kind of the feminization of America started around the 1820s to 1875, where a lot of uh, women and liberal pastors started kind of feminizing America. And the women would kind of get into all the committees that they were allowed to in church, mission committees, stuff like that. They weren't allowed in the pulpit, but they'd kind of get into the committees and Sunday school classrooms and all, right. all that stuff. And um, what was crazy about this was um, she uh, Anne pointed to that between 1740 and 1820, there's a real masculine strength, uh, a real masculine movement in America, which is also, I think, why you got the war for independence and the you know, founding, the, of, the founding of the country and all this stuff, and then kind of downhill 1820s from there. Um, uh, I, I point that out because you know um, it seems like the growth of of this feminization in America has made a, a lot of women like you just mean. Why are you so mean? Why am I so mean? I'm mad. <laughs> well, so speak on it, sis. I'm so mean because I'm mad. You know, if I wanted to be with a man with noodle arms who was weak, who was, you know, effeminate, I would just be with a woman. But yeah. I'm not a lesbian. So I'm mad that it's, it's not a lot to choose from, you know, uh, that that's that's why I'm so mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, Shamika, just for the record, I re they I saw the question and I rewrote it as "Why are you so nice, gentle, and sweet?" <laughs> it, just so you know, and Shemeika, I didn't like the rewrite. I did. I didn't write that question at all because I want to maintain myself. As I wrote your it. Your I wrote <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, play the music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy though because I always say. If if women are the if the future is feminine, if women are so smart, the most educated, they are just on this path to kind of rule and run the world. Why are you so mad? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that is right. I feel the same way. So right. I think a lot of women are are really mad because they are living outside of what they how they were created to live. Yeah. You weren't created to be masculine. Right. You weren't Sorry. created to be, you know, this boss B-I-T-C-H, as they say, you weren't created to do that. And so I can't spell. Subconsciously, <laughs> you know, I think they're mad. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. mad at that because they've had to step or because uh, you know, of how society is, they've stepped into these masculine positions or they hold a masculine frame. And I think that it creates animosity. It creates uh, resentment right. mm -hmm. when you have to actually act or be or exist outside of your very nature. Wow, mm. that's good. You wanted to ask one more question? Well, I was just going to ask a new one. Can okay. I ask a new one? You, you can ask a new one. Well, I'm going to change. Well, well, well let's, let's take it backstage. Let's take it backstage. You got 10 I minutes. I want to ask her about Dave Rubin. I want to ask her yeah. about abortion stuff in the debate because uh, we got to talk okay. about that. Okay. that was, Dave Rubin and the debate. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The walkaway campaign debate. Sis, oh. I don't care what you say. You a Christian and you full of the Holy Ghost. I know. I know. There would have been a problem straight. Okay. If Okay. You got time to hang around for like 10 minutes? Yes. Okay. Oh, All right. Don't, don't let hypocrites push you from the truth, girl. Uh, if you're single, <laughs> you know. get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until tomorrow. That's right. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic, and we're going backstage with Shamika Michelle. It's about to get turned up a little bit. Shamika, you can go full smoke show on this one. <laughs> God bless you. Have a good night. No, no more holding back. Yes. No more holding okay. back. <laughs> Mom always told me to be a good boy, but the world said I could be anything I wanted to be, which is great. 
because I want to be a problem. No, I won't dive into sex, drugs, or gender confusion. To the world, that would make me a good little boy. I will learn formal logic and adhere firmly to the concept of objective truth. I will commit myself absolutely to the authority of the Word of God and make friends with Augustine, Luther, Calvin, Chesterton, Lewis, and the U.S. Constitution. I hope to grow up and love only one woman, a woman at least as clear-thinking and rebellious in this world as I will be, who knows where true beauty lies and who will never let me stop striving to be the biggest problem I can be. I will give my life for hers and aim to have a family large enough to require specialty automobiles. We will worship in a church unashamed of the gospel and live in a community of families doing the same. I will work myself to the bone providing for my family and I will make sure my kids all fall in love with Narnia and Middle Earth, that they will all know how to think, that evolution will make them giggle, and rainbows will make them think of Noah and his archiarchy. Like I said, I will be a problem, immune to all that is hip and trendy and now. Singing songs that are centuries old, savoring good wine and great whiskey, dancing and laughing and feasting while the enemies of God scowl and glower in shelter in place. Hey, little boy, the world says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a metastasizing cancer of conservative Christian culture, devouring Marx's impotent, progressive dream and building a resurrected Western world. I want to be a stomper of stupid sandcastles, an exposer of poisonous lies. I want my life to be a monument to the triune creator God who made us all, the kind of monument you and yours will never be able to tear down. Oh, and farm. Thanks for asking. New St. Andrews College. Liberal Arts for Outlaws. There you go. Struggling to catechize your kids? Is just reading a question and waiting for an answer not engaging enough? Wish there was a better way to train up your children? Now there is. Question 1. What is the chief end of man? Answer. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever.